Bo Horvat signed a long-term extension with the New York Islanders, and he makes his Isles debut tonight. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Well, a busy weekend for the New York Islanders. We'll get to all of that, including the big Bo Horvat news. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed or maybe a topic you'd like to see us talk about on a future episode of Locked On Islanders, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk Islanders hockey with fellow Islander fans game time or anytime, so please do reach out, and of course you can always also comment on our YouTube page. So... We have got a lot going on, but the big news over the weekend announced on Sunday, Bo Horvat, before he even played his first game in an Islanders uniform, unless you count the All-Star weekend competition, uh, he has signed an eight-year extension uh, with the New York Islanders. So the drama of whether or not Bo Horvat is a long-term piece of this team has been settled Eight years now, according to Elliot Friedman, it's worth eight and a half AAV, eight and a half million dollars a year over the course of the eight-year contract. So always you are concerned when you sign a player to a long-term contract about the value of that contract, especially on the tail end of the deal. I think eight years for eight and a half million, if indeed those do become the confirmed numbers. And you know, Lou Lamorello is never going to say anything because he keeps things very close to the vest. But if it is eight times eight and a half million, the the good news is this. Bo Horvat is 
not quite yet 28 years old. So when the deal is completed, he'll be 36, uh, which means that probably out of the eight years, you're getting five, maybe six years of the prime of Bo Horvat's career. And then maybe in years seven and eight, that production starts to shut down. And I think because Horvat is not one of those players who relies extensively on his speed to be effective, he may age a little bit more gracefully than a player who does rely on their speed. Take a Michael Grabner, for example, uh, to cite an Islander of recent vintage, where, you know, once he started to slow down a little bit, uh, he lost his biggest asset. Horvat's biggest asset is not his speed. So I think, you know, you have a couple of things working in your favor. Number one is that he'll be 36 when the contract is over. So again, if there's two, maybe three years at the end where Horvat is not uh, playing at the top of his game anymore and his game starts to uh, slow down a little bit, you can live with that. And another reason you can live with it, in my mind, is this. Most likely, over the next eight years, and this deal doesn't kick in until next season, which starts in October, so it's the 2023-2024 season when this deal actually starts, each year, even if the salary cap goes up by an average of $2 million, by the time we reach the end of eight years, which puts us into what, like 2032, when this deal is over, uh, or 2031, what we're talking about at that point, the salary cap will go up, most likely players' salaries will go up, and the $8.5 million will no longer be what you're paying a top-of-the-line player. It'll probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of $10, $11, maybe even $12 million a year. So, yes, right now, the last year, two, three years of this deal may not be ideal. But here's the other thing about Horvat. He was the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. He may indeed become a captain at some point of the New York Islanders. His leadership skills are one of the things that the Islanders valued when they made this deal. Not the only thing. Lord knows the scoring was certainly a big part of it. But he adds other intangibles. He's good on the penalty kill. He's good on the power play. He's good on face-offs. And he has those leadership qualities. So even if by year six, seven, eight of this deal, he's not scoring 30, 35 goals a year, but he can still give you 20 and give you the face-offs, the penalty kill, the leadership, and all of that, it's not the end of the world. Now, there are issues here, and I'm not going to pretend that there aren't. You now have Matthew Barzal and you have Bo Horvat together making, you know, $17.5 million against the cap. And you still need to re-sign to a long-term deal Ilya Sorokin after this year. So you, you, you have, uh, you know, three players, and those are your three biggest core players, who are going to take up a lot of cap room when push comes to shove. What this signing means in my mind, it reinforces the fact that Bo Horvat uh, is going to be here. The Islanders are going to make him an integral part of this team going forward. 
but it also tells me that Lou Lamorello is not done yet. And whether that means moves he makes at or before the trade deadline this year, which I think still remains a possibility, or whether it's a buyout during the offseason or a trade sometime after the season and before the draft, in order to get away some of these veterans with high cap hits and low productivity. If you're talking about buying out Josh Bailey or moving on from Cal Clutterbuck or some of these other players who are making a lot of money but aren't giving you big production, we've already moved on from Anthony Bevilier and his $4.1 million salary, which he wasn't giving you that value for that kind of money. So I I think this could be the catalyst to help this team start moving out some of that quote-unquote dead weight or overvalued players. And now the key is this. You know, Lou Lamorello is a win-now guy. And I think we're seeing another move in the short term for, you know, Lou Lamorello to try to improve this team and make the playoffs this year. But, uh, you know, what form that's going to take remains to be seen. The Islanders don't have a lot of ammunition left. No first-round pick uh, this year, and it's because of the protection this pick has. You can't quite trade your 2024 first-round pick right now. And, And then not a lot of prospects that a lot of these rebuilding teams who are selling key players would want. So I think we're going to see some smaller scale deals, but Lou Lamorello isn't done. I just feel that in my gut and we'll see how it goes. But Bo Horvat will be a New York Islander for the foreseeable future. Eight year contract extension that kicks in next year. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We'll talk about the all-star weekend, uh, And three Islanders participating in that. Plus, we'll preview tonight's game against Philadelphia, which will be Bo Horvat's Islanders debut. We've got all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted one product that would take care of all of my nutritional needs. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the All-Star Weekend has come and gone, and before I get to the NHL All-Star Weekend, 
Uh, I wanted to mention something about the AHL All-Star Weekend, which is supposed to be played today, Monday. Well, Samuel Bolduc, who was one of the two Islanders who were going to be representing the Bridgeport Islanders at the AHL All-Star Game, the other one uh, is uh, Ishkakov. So we have those two players who are going to represent, but... Bolduc not going to be available. The Islanders, uh, Bridgeport Islanders, made that announcement on Sunday. And now we have a situation where it looks like that means that Noah Dobson is probably still not going to be available tonight, or at least the Islanders have questions as to whether or not he'll be available tonight. So, that means Bolduc will probably be back with the Islanders. Whether or not he plays or Dobson plays remains to be seen, but Samuel Bolduc not going to participate in the AHL All-Star game. Ruslan Ishkakov is going to be the only Bridgeport Islanders representative at that game in Laval, Quebec. Uh, Would have been great for uh, Bolduc, who is from Laval, but uh, not going to happen this year for him. And, and believe me, I'm sure he's more than happy to uh, go back up to the big club and play in Philadelphia tonight rather than to uh, be at the AHL All-Star Game, even though that would be uh, a nice honor and, and, and good for him being in or near his hometown. As for the NHL All-Star Game, Bo Horvat, Brock Nelson, Ilya Sorokin were the Islanders' three representatives. Horvat still playing for the Pacific Division uh, because that's when he was selected. And he did record an assist representing the Pacific Division, but they lost to the Central Division. Metropolitan Division uh, also losing in the opening round-robin round. So, uh you know, the Islanders' representatives did not get a lot done. It was a 10-6 loss to the Atlantic. Uh, basically, Brock Nelson was on the ice for five and a half minutes. Sorokin, 13 shots faced, five goals in. He played the second half of the game. Igor Shosturkin, his friend and a goalie of the Rangers, playing on the first line. Now, Brock Nelson did win the most accurate shot competition. And I got to say this, for those of you who watched the uh, skills competitions on Friday, first of all, the way they set it up really didn't make a heck of a lot of sense because the events were not coordinated in a way where it went from start to finish. So you'd see a couple of people doing the hardest shot competition and then they cut to the fastest skater competition, and then they go back to the hardest shot competition, and the flow of each event was really lost. So, uh, you know, memo to ESPN, figure this out, but you got to keep it a little bit more interesting and a little bit more consistent so fans can follow each event as it unfolds rather than cutting and going back and forth. The experience itself, well, Brock Nelson certainly enjoyed it. A lot of excitement and memories getting out there with Sid and Ovi, Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin at the end of the game was pretty cool. I lined up and said, this is pretty legit. 
seeing how much fun my son Beckett had, meeting guys, that's number one for sure. I think the whole family had a lot of fun, so it meant a lot. Bo Horvat, meanwhile, noticed that there were a lot of fans out there wearing Islanders jerseys with his name and number, new number 14, and he appreciated that. He said, it's really heartwarming, I mean, to see fans actually have my jersey on already, and it's been four or five days, it's just pretty crazy. It's humbling, and I'm just really fortunate that I'm going to an organization and team's passionate fan base again like that. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, those quotes come before he played a game for the Islanders and before he signed that contract extension. So, you know, you add even more to it after that announcement. And here again, Horvat, his quote, it was great. But at the same time, I want to get going. Enough is enough. Let's go start playing some games and getting to know the guys. I want to start playing hockey again. So I'm really looking forward to get there tomorrow. Well, guess what? Tomorrow is now today. And the Islanders and Flyers will be playing. So the All-Star weekend, even though the Metropolitan Division was one and done, losing to the Atlantic, still fun. And congratulations to Brock Nelson for the most accurate shot. Now he just needs to shoot the puck and use that accuracy more in game situations. That is always a plus. And, you know, again, we <clears throat> I am looking forward very much to seeing what Lane Lambert does when putting together line combinations tonight against the Flyers. And, again, keep in mind... It is very possible that what we see tonight as far as who's on a line with Horvat and do they keep the, you know, Nelson, Lee, and Palmieri line together, all of these things, you know, if it doesn't work out, they are subject to change. So don't get angry or frustrated if Bo Horvat doesn't produce any points in his first game, or if the chemistry with his new line mates look, looks off, it is a little bit of a process. He will need some time. I'm sure he'll be very energetic and excited about tonight's game, so he'll have a little extra energy and a little extra juice tonight. But, you know, give it a week or two. Give it five or six games so he can get used to the system get used to his teammates, get acclimated to the line mates that he'll eventually have, get some practice time under his belt, and then we'll kind of get a better idea of how Bo Horvat fits into this Islanders team. And, you know, we did mention it on Friday's show, but the next five games or so, four of them are against teams that if the season ended now, would not be in the playoffs. You have at Philadelphia tonight, Seattle back at the UBS Arena on Tuesday, home for Vancouver Thursday, and then in Montreal Saturday, and then home for Ottawa on Valentine's Day. So, you know, in this stretch of five games, four of them are against teams that are not in the playoffs. Three out of the five are at home. If you can go 3-1-1 one, and one in those five games or better, you're setting yourself up for uh, you know a, a chance to really get back into the playoff hunt and you're kind of you know giving 
Bo Horvat a chance to gel. And then when the competition gets tougher, two games against Pittsburgh, a game against Boston, a game against Winnipeg, you know, all of that coming up later on in the month of February, hopefully by then he's found his comfort zone, he's found his stride, and the team goes on from there. We have got a lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll preview tonight's game against the Flyers, and we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. A lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you'll need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So tonight, Islanders, Flyers in Philadelphia. And the Flyers, they are, believe it or not, four points behind the Islanders with a game in hand. They have 51 points in 51 games, which places them at NHL 500, coming off a 4-0 shutout win in Winnipeg, which is pretty impressive. Uh, That was back on January 28th, so like the Islanders, they had their bye week last week. They'll be rested. Uh, The question is, you know, what kind of Flyers team are we seeing? This is a team that has been hit hard all season by injuries. Players they were hoping to see, like Sean Couturier out for the year, Cam Atkinson, Ryan Ellis may never play again. There's a lot of players who are missing from this lineup, and yet John Tortorella has his team at least playing hard every night. They're not a very deep or talented team. They are 26th in the league in goals scored, 20th in goals against. Uh, Their power play is a little better than the Islanders, but not much. 29th in the league with a 16% power play conversion rate. Their penalty kill more middle of the road at 18th, 77.3% kill rate. Their best player, in my mind, is Carter Hart, their goalie. He's 15-14-8 this year, but a 2.88 goals against and a 9.11 save percentage on a team that isn't always the strongest defensively. And then you look at his backup, uh, Felix Sandstrom, who was 1-7-1 on the year, 3-4-5 goals against, 8.86 save percentage. That'll give you an idea of how important Carter Hart is to this team, and he's coming off that shutout over Winnipeg, which was the Flyers' first shutout of the year, and obviously Carter Hart's first. Kevin Hayes was their all-star representative. He has 15 goals, which is second on the team, and 45 points. He has 30 assists to lead them. Travis Konecki 
is their leading goal scorer with 24 and their leading point getter with 49. Tony D'Angelo, 30 points. Scott Lawton, 29. Owen Tippett, 28. So there's a little bit of balance on this team, even if they are not filled with a lot of snipers right now. And the one thing you can count on from a John Tortorella coach team, love him or hate him, and I know most Islander fans are not big John Tortorella fans, but love him or hate him, at least for the first couple of years, Tortorella usually does get a lot out of his players as far as making them play hard and hustle. Uh, his message does tend to wear thin after a while, but you know, right now, uh, John Tortorella has the Flyers at least playing hard. We look at the lineups. Morgan Frost centers James Van Riemsdyk and Owen Tippett on the top line. Noah Cates, Joel Farabee, and Travis Konecki are the second line. Scott Lawton, Kevin Hayes, and Kiefer Bellows the third line. Patrick Brown, Nicholas Delorier, and Justin Braun the fourth. Ivan Provorov and Cam York are the top defense pairing. Travis Sanheim and Tony D'Angelo the second pair. And then Nick Sealer and Rasmus Ristolainen. The third pairing right now, the goaltenders, as I mentioned, Carter Hart and Felix Sandstrom. Islanders should have uh, an interesting matchup with the Flyers. We know this is a divisional game. This is a, a rivalry game, and hopefully the Islanders are prepared and ready to play. Lane Lambert, your team has had a week off. There is no excuse for this team not to be ready to go tonight against the Flyers. And the one thing you can't do is let the Flyers outwork you. Let's hope the Islanders are equal to that task. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, today is the 42nd birthday of former Islanders forward Andy Hilbert, the native of Howell, Michigan, originally drafted by the Bruins in the second round in 2000. Had two solid seasons with the University of Michigan before turning pro in 2001-2002 with the Bruins. Joined the Islanders after brief stints in Chicago and Pittsburgh and was an Islander from 06-07 through the 08-09 season. 08-09 is most productive goal-scoring year, 11 goals, 27 points in 67 games. He had... 28 points in 81 games in 06-07 and played in all five playoff games that the Islanders played in that year. Andy Hilbert, one of those uh, third or fourth line type of forwards, responsible defensively, not dynamic offensively in the NHL for his career. 307 games, 42 goals, 104 points and 132 penalty minutes. Add 10 playoff games with one goal. Uh, that goal coming with Boston, he did have five playoff games with the Islanders and two penalty minutes in those games. So Andy Hilbert is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish him a very happy and healthy 43rd birthday. Uh, Hilbert, again, an Islander for three seasons in the late 2000s. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. I am very excited uh, about tonight's game. It should be a good one. Tomorrow, we'll be back with our key takeaways from the game in Philadelphia, including our unsung hero of the game and go to the game. 
And, of course, we'll have a full preview of Tuesday's game against the Seattle Kraken. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.